Good evening and welcome again to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. It's a, a pleasure to be with you all here this evening. Uh, if you are new to us, welcome. Uh, we appreciate you stopping and spending a little time with us this evening. And to the rest of you, hello. Good to see you all again. Uh, remember, anything you need to know about us, you can find at newarkupc.info. You, you guys who are regular should be hearing that in your sleep by now, newarkupc.info. Uh, there you can um, look at old broadcasts. You can uh, send us prayer requests. Uh, you can give us feedback. You know, hey, I mean, social media is all about feedback, right? And you know, social media is the place where, you know, people tend to let folks know what they think about them. And, and so we ask that you be kind, but you can certainly give us feedback there. And so, you know, you have some time on your hands, just kind of troll around there and check us out and um, connect with us in that way. If you like to have uh, to receive reminders about our messages, you can send us your contact information and we can shoot you a little text. Um, we usually do it about 10 minutes before the broadcast starts, things like that. So uh, go there and and again, uh, find out a little bit more about us. Well, this evening uh, we are continuing our series entitled Teamwork Makes the Dream Work. And uh, the ministry of the body is meant to happen in teams, not by select individuals. And I know that um, I'll say maybe here in North America, that's a thing, right? There's this, um, everybody's you know into this individualism and, and that kind of, I believe is a thing that's kind of unique to, to North America and the United States uh, specifically. Um, but last week we looked at teams in the Bible that fail miserably. And this week, we're going to focus on the positive note. We're going to focus on teams that succeeded, that did things well. And uh, if you missed uh, last night's Bible study when Brother Moss uh, taught about Caleb and, and Moses and that whole transition, um, uh, Joshua, I'm sorry, and Moses and that whole transition, you know, go back and look at that. That was a team that did things well. And um, so tonight I'm going to bring to you two people, uh, again, who are a positive example of teamwork. And these two were not only a team, but they were married. Now you say, oh, that's a given. But married folks know that's a challenge um, to live together and work together. And so many of you know um, that marriage can be challenging in and of itself. And there's always the balance between the relationship itself, children and, um, and work, uh, as well as many other competitive priorities. And then there's ministry. Uh, which done wrong in a marriage can be devastating, but done right can be absolutely awesome. So before I jump in, let's pray and let's add God to be with us tonight as we look at this, uh, at this story. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of gathering here together in your name. God, I thank you for each and every person who has turned into this broadcast tonight. Um, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for how you are challenging us and growing us, Lord Jesus. And God, help us to rise to the occasion, Lord, and take advantage of all that you've made available. God, be with us tonight. Open our hearts and our minds to your word and give us revelation, Lord Jesus. God, we want to do what you would have us to do. We want to do things your way, Jesus, that we can be effective for you. Be with us this night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to bring to you what I call a powerhouse couple, Priscilla and Aquila. I mean, okay, the fact that their names rhyme, you know, rhyme, you know, talk about being overachievers and being on one accord. And I'm just being a little bit funny here, but I did think that was funny that their names are Priscilla and Aquila. They actually rhyme. Uh, but these two Greek disciples 
um, they were on a mission for Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at their story and intertwine in their story pretty intricately is the story of Apollos. And so I'm going to try to focus on him, but I can't talk about the two of them without talking about him because you'll see how he plays a key role uh, in their ministry and how they play a key role in his ministry. And so I'm going to start tonight. I'm going to read to you from the message and I'm going to start with Acts 18 uh, verses verse 24. And our story reads, a man named Apollos came to Ephesus. He was a Jew born in Alexandria, Egypt, and a terrific speaker, eloquent and powerful in his preaching of the scriptures. He was well-educated in the way of the master and fiery in his enthusiasm. Apollos was accurate in everything he taught about Jesus up to a point. So hang on to that. He was accurate up to a point. But he only went as far as the baptism of John. He preached with power in the meeting place. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and told him the rest of the story. So here we see the characters that we're going to focus on tonight introduced here. Apollos, Priscilla, and Aquila. And they happened to be in the meeting place and they heard this man preaching and, and uh, you know, whatever he said or didn't say kind of cued them that, that he didn't know the rest of the story. Verse 27 says, when Apollos decided to go on to Achaia province, his Ephesian friends, now we're talking about teams, right? So we see Priscilla and Aquila as a team. And we see so far, Apollos is sort of this lone ranger here. Um, but here you see that these Ephesian friends are introduced and I'm gonna look at them as another team, if you will. And they gave their blessing and wrote a letter of recommendation for him, urging the disciples there to welcome him with open arms. The welcome paid off. Apollos turned out to be a great help to those who had become believers through God's immense generosity. He was particularly effective in public debate with the Jews and he brought out proof after convincing proof from the scriptures that Jesus was in fact God's Messiah. So Apollos, you know, turned out to be a pretty awesome dude. I mean, he was always before, but when he got the whole story, it appears that he was even you know, more effective. And so here we see this couple, Priscilla and Aquila, who witnessed the powerful preaching of Apollos in the meeting place of synagogue, perhaps it may have been. And whatever Apollos said or didn't say, let them know that he didn't quite have the whole story. And so they pulled him aside and they shared with him the rest of the story. And actually, you know, I don't always prefer the KJV. I know that that old English sometimes can be pretty, uh, can be uh, tough to understand. And, and in other ways, it's very beautiful language. But I do like the way that the KJV put, puts this. He says that they, um, they pulled him to the side and they expounded more perfectly the gospel. And I don't know if you can appreciate the magnitude of what this couple did, but it's very difficult to tell a preacher that he or she doesn't know everything about the gospel. Now, I've tried that a few times myself, so I know what I'm talking about. So it sounds like, oh, what's the big deal? They pulled him aside and you know, told him the rest of the story. And of course, all was well. But that's not usually the way it goes down. I'm sure there's some instances of that, but that's uh, time the ego's getting in place and tradition gets in place and, and all those weird things happen and prevent folks from receiving more. But um, in this case, Apollos listened. 
So unfortunately, we don't have the details of how exactly Priscilla and Aquila went about explaining the rest of the story to Apollos. But most likely, these two were wise and tactful. Perhaps they introduced themselves as fellow laborers and complimented Apollos on his skillfulness in the word and on his passion. It's always disarming to lead with a compliment. Maybe they operated as a tag team. You know, husbands and wives, they have this unique way, right? Where almost one can, can finish the sentence of the other. And so um, maybe one took the lead and the other, you know, kind of interjected and clarified. Uh, men, and women t- men and women tend to have different ways of sharing. Typically, men are kind of linear and straightforward and women are zigzaggy. I made up that word. Of course, you know I did. But, you know, uh, women, you know, we, sometimes we take the long way around and we give a whole lot of details. And, and um, you know, both styles have their strengths and weaknesses. But Apollos, hey, he got the benefit of both. Teamwork was in full effect. Aquila is traditionally listed among the 70 or the 72 uh, that Jesus sent out uh, two by two in Luke 10. If that's true, surely he, and maybe Priscilla, uh, also if she happened to be with him, shared with Apollos their firsthand account of their experience with Jesus himself. These two Greek Christians were very connected to the rest of the team uh, in the community, including Paul. Uh, It appears that after Apollos accepted their input, again, when he was preaching and they realized he didn't know the whole story, uh, and they shared with him the rest of the gospel. It appears that after that, that he was then connected with other believers in Ephesus who connected or recommended him uh, to other disciples in Achaia province where, where Apollos decided to go. So you see that these the, are connections and groups and teams happen. Lots of, that's happen. Lots of that's going on in this story here. And so those disciples in the Achaia province, they welcomed him with open arms and his ministry became a great help. So I hope you're taking note of the teams and the networking action here in the kingdom of God. There are no lone rangers. God uses and empowers teams. So through the ministry of Priscilla and Aquila, Apollos, who had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria and Egypt, had become intrinsically involved in the team in Asia Minor and in Corinth. Paul mentioned Apollos when scolding the Corinthian church for giving credit to man that belonged to Christ alone. We see this in 1 Corinthians 3 when Paul writes, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you still are not ready for it. You are still worldly. For since there's jealousy and quarrelings among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What, after all, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. 
I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. So even in this, we see, okay, so we see now that Paul knows Apollos. And so Apollos, you know, being from another place and arriving in Ephesus, you see now that he's gotten, you know, he's he's gotten, again, as I put it, intrinsically involved with the rest of the team who was on the ground there, if you will. And so he's made these connections and God is using him. And, you know, obviously by now, I mean, this letter was written to Quran, so he to Corinthians. So he's landed in Corinth and he's been ministering there in some shape, some form or fashion. And so his ministry is flourishing. And again, he's a part of this team now. And even the analogy that Paul uses here when he says that, that uh, you know, he planted and Apollos watered, but God made it grow. Well, if he planted and Apollos watered, that's another example of how teams work. And so we're really trying to drive home this week, this the value of, of, of a team here. Uh, so in Titus 3, Paul mentions Apollos again. Uh, Titus 3, verse 12 reads, I'm planning to send either Artemis or, or Tychicus to you. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay there for the winter. Do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos, here's Apollos again, with their trip. See that they are given everything they need. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will become, I'm sorry, then they will not become or be unproductive. So besides this text that we just read, showing that Apollos was very much a part of the team, here we see him mentioned again, it also demonstrates that Paul was somewhat of a coordinator of teams. In fact, not somewhat. Paul was, he, well, we see in lots of his letter where he's orchestrating folks coming and goings, if you will. And so uh, here Paul was planning to send Artemis or Tychicus, and he wanted to make sure that they sent Zenos and Apollos, um, that Zenos and Apollos had what they needed. So Paul, so you just see team after team after team and how things are being coordinated and this network happening and it's, and it's organized. Um, and there's expectations from the rest of the team, even in this verse that I just read, when he says that the people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. I mean, he's talking to the rest of the congregation and how they can trip, how they can contribute, uh, in this case, to Zenos and Apollos that to meet their need. And so everybody's being called on to do their part. Okay, so teams uh, are very effective. So lastly, at least for this lesson, we see the coordination of teams and teamwork in, in play in Paul's letter to the church in Rome uh, and his reference to his relationship with Priscilla and Aquila. So again, I said to you that I'm mainly focusing on Priscilla and Aquila here, but obviously Apollos is a very important part of that story. And we see that he arrived in Ephesus, as far as we can tell, on his own. But from there, he was able to make connections with the church and um, or the, the the congregational disciples in Achaia, and you know we see that he went on from there to Corinth, and and so we see that that initial steps that they took uh, to sort of pull his coattail, is that what we call him? You kind of let somebody in on something and and let him know that hey, Apollo says something you're missing. That initial contact was huge for Apollos and it was huge for the kingdom because out of that, again, the scriptures uh, 
paint the picture very accurately that Apollos became pretty much a powerhouse uh, in 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 that in that area and was very um, effective for the church in winning souls and in particular to the Jews. And so you see how that one connection just kind of exploded things. Um, okay, so we see Paul again in Romans six when he talks about uh, his connection to Priscilla and Aquila. And so Romans 16, sorry about that, uh, reads, I commend you, our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church of Sincrea. Welcome her in the Lord. Paul's coordinating again. He, now he's sending somebody else. He's sending Phoebe, who was a deacon to the church in Rome. And he says, welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ. So here Paul you know, you know, gives this nod to Priscilla and Aquila and he calls them his co-workers. You know, by definition, if you have co, you have to have at least two. And so they, they, these were his teammates uh, is another way of putting it. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful to them and so are all the Gentile churches. Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Man, these, these folks were busy, Priscilla and Aquila. They were in it. That's why I call them a powerhouse at the outset of this lesson here. So, you know, they're in the meeting place and they witness Apollo not having it all. They share with him. They got this church in their home. You know, they're co-workers of Paul. And you see them kind of moving throughout this Asia Mountain, this province in Corinth. And, and this is a very coordinated effort going on here with, with Paul. You know, Paul sending uh, Phoebe to um, to the church in Rome. And, and so again, team after team after team, no long ranges in the kingdom. God uses teams. And we see that borne out in this example here tonight of Priscilla and Aquila and these other players um, like like Phoebe, for example, who was a part of the team, like Apollos, and obviously Paul, and there were many others who weren't named uh, specifically here by name. And so this powerhouse couple were integral to the kingdom of God. The scriptures don't elevate one above the other, right? Here's an example where you, lots of times, you know, we hear the male name, you know, even in genealogy, we talked about that in the past, and we see the male's name, but it, it almost, um, in fact, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that every time we see uh, Aquila name, you see Priscilla names also. And so there's no deference given one to the other. And so um, in this case, you know, this is a true example of a couple walking in agreement. You know, that's one of those verses we use when we talk about, you know, marriage and things like that. You know, how can two walk less they agree? These two were on, these two were on one accord. I mean, they were they were working it out for the kingdom and God was blessing their commitment to his work. Teamwork truly makes the dream work. And uh, there's not a whole lot more that the scriptures uh, share about Priscilla and Aquila. But again, in the context of their story, there were lots of other examples uh, given. And if you really pay attention in, in, the, in the New Testament in particular, you'll see that this teamwork um, is how they were so effective in, in what they did and how the gospel was spread so effectively during that time. And so as we move forward, now I'm shifting, meaning we to Newark United Pentecostal Church and on this local front here, I want you to ask yourself, am I an active part of the team? 
Now, I do that active in there on purpose uh, because we, um, for whatever reason, have got to get out of our minds that what we have doesn't matter. Now, whether we mean that in a sort of a low self-esteem kind of way or whether we mean that as we're so busy, you know, it doesn't matter whether I come or whether I participate or not because things will get done. Whatever way you mean that, you've got to get out of that mind frame. Right? God has a place for each and every one of us in his kingdom. And if you answer no to that question, right, that you, if you said, no, I'm not really an active member. And let me tell you how you know you're not an active member. If you're one of those people that tend to show up and go home and that's about all you do then you could probably say, yeah, I guess I'm not an active member. And I'm not browbeating, and I want to encourage you because I believe there's a lot of you who really want to be involved. And I want you to know that there's a place for you to get involved. Right? Every person at Newark is welcome to join the team. Right? And I want to encourage you in that. And uh, we'll be talking more about that over the coming months. Those of you who are part of that, you don't have to wait. Um, you, know, you, can, you can join a team. There's a place for every single one of us in the kingdom to be effective. And uh, we want God to have his way here in this East Coast and in particular in this Newcastle County area that we are sort of assigned to ministering here. And, and as we move on to Philadelphia and that kind of thing, we want God to have his way. And he needs his team in place. And that means you. God wants you in place. And so consider that and um, count yourself invited. If you're one of those people that needed an invitation, well, there it is. You have been invited to be a part of the team. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for including us in, in your work. I mean, who are we that you are mindful of us, Lord Jesus? But according to your graciousness, Lord Jesus, you allow us to partner with you, Lord, that we can be co-workers and labor together, oh God, for the glory of your name, for all these souls are here that need to be reached, Lord Jesus. For your word said that the field is white. Help us, oh God, to be wise servants. Help us to be um, effective in our collaboration and our efforts, oh God, to make, uh, to do everything we can, Lord Jesus, to reach the souls for you. Go with us, Lord, as we leave this broadcast tonight, Lord, bless each and every one of us and help us to consider uh, your call to be a part of the team. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you all. We look forward to seeing you here again tomorrow night for Friday with Friends. We'll see you then at 7 p.m. Again, anything you need to know about us, newarkupc.info is a place for you to go. Good night and God bless.